Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God and talk about it. The Word of God is important. So today we want to talk about something that might be new to you. Many of you, it won't be, but if this is new to you, it might be the most important thing you'll ever hear in your entire life. So let's get right into it. We've been looking at the words of Jesus, and we've been, over the last weeks, the I am statements that Jesus referred to himself, how he said, "I, I am the bread of life, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the light of the world. I'm the true vine, your branches. All these metaphors. Well, today we want to look at one that's kind of controversial. And if I were to say when I'm on the college campus, perhaps the one thing people, when they understand what I'm really saying, it bothers them immensely, and that is the claim that Jesus is the only way to heaven. He's the only way to God, the only way to the Father. Now, we live in a multicultural world where we're around people of different religions, and, and you know, a lot of people of a different religion, they're nice people. They don't mistreat us. They're not bad. They're not terrorists, things like this, or, or they, they, they're kind, they're gracious, and we think certainly, certainly they're okay with God. Certainly they just believe things that are different, but look, they're a nice person. And so this is a genuine question, an important question that we Christians need to think about because Jesus said this, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Now, in a world that's becoming more and more focused on being inclusive, this is kind of exclusive. And so the important thing to ask is, is it true? Is what Jesus said here, is it true? Is there a reason for this? Do we Christians have a reason for thinking this way? Or are we just kind of old-fashioned, closed-minded, bigoted, not really people of the modern world who realize there are, like I said earlier, there are good people of all different kinds of religions, backgrounds, nationalities, ethnicities, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Why would we say this? Well, the bigger question is why did Jesus say it? And if Jesus is who he said he is, the Son of God, and if he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one can come to the Father but through him, we'd certainly want to understand this. Now, we've at other times, we've talked about the uniqueness of Jesus Christ, what sets him apart, the, you know, the, the things that he's, number one, he claimed to be God. Number two, he backed it up with tremendous miracles. Number three, he never sinned. But number four, he died for our sins. Number five, he rose from the dead. We're going to talk about some of these in a moment, but no one else has ever done these things. We should be real upfront. You know, we want to deal with facts. We just don't want to deal with the, our feelings, but with the facts. No other great religious leader did the things or said the things Jesus said and backed him up. He, he comes with an authority, and because of his death and resurrection, he comes with an authority that no one else has ever had. No one else has ever risen from the dead, and that gives a credibility to his message that the rest of us just don't have, okay? And he also did miracles that no one else has ever done, and that gives a credibility that just uh, nobody else has. So, but the question is why? Why would Jesus say such a thing? Is there a, 
a, a thoughtful, philosophical reason behind this. And I'd like to give that today and help us understand why Jesus would say he is the way, not just one of the ways, why he's the truth, not just a truth, why he's the life, and why no one would come to the Father but through him. And so, like I said, if this is new to you today, this might be the most important thing you've ever heard in your entire life. So listen carefully. Are you ready? Here we go. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that that tells us right away uh, that sin, okay, I'll admit I'm a sinner. But the Bible says what this means is this is, what, this is a heavy accusation. And if you confess to being a sinner, you're confessing to something pretty significant. It means you're a lawbreaker. You've broken the laws of God. God Almighty told us how to live. God Almighty gave us laws on how we're to conduct ourselves in his universe. And if you say I'm, you're a sinner, and if I say I'm a sinner, that means I have broken the law of God. And the truth is we've all done that. It's not just we're not perfect. It's not just that, you know, we've kind of missed the mark a little bit. It's much more than that. It means that God has given laws, you sh- how we should treat him, how we should treat our parents, how we should treat other people. And we've all failed and we've all violated his laws. This is a very important thing to realize. Many people think they can come to God based on their own goodness. I used to think that. I used to, I'm, seriously, I used to think, as just as a young boy, I used to think, as long, I know there's a heaven, I know there's a hell, I know there's a judgment coming, and I thought as long as I'm better than most people, I'm not Hitler, okay, there's, there's the really bad people out there, but also just as long as I'm, you know, like in the top 20% of the people I know or something like that, I'm safe. God can't send everybody to hell, some, some are going to make it to heaven. And I was pretty confident that even though I had done some things that were wrong, I was pretty confident I was better than most people. And so my trust or hope of eternal life was in me, my performance, my efforts to be a good person. And, uh, and I felt pretty confident in that until I came to the realization, no, I'm a sinner. I've really broken the laws of God. My sins were mostly in the heart. My sins were sins of pride, arrogance, self-righteousness, uh, things of this nature that were all focused on me, things I would condemn others for if they acted on it. Well, I might not have been doing it quite as much, at least I didn't realize it, but I sure had it on the inside, and God looks even at the inside of us and judges even the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Well, there's a second point we've got to realize here about why Jesus is the way, and that's again, has to do with us. It says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want to focus on this first part first. We've all sinned. There's a punishment for sin. The Bible says it's death. Now, this death is physical death, of course, and we'll all die physically, but the Bible also speaks about a spiritual death we have now in which we are separated from God. We're alive. We exist, but it's even while we're alive physically, it's like we're dead spiritually separated from God. And thirdly, there's an eternal death, which is known as eternal judgment. God intended us, God created us to go to heaven. God created us to have a relationship with him. God created us to live forever with him. 
but there is this eternal judgment, this eternal death, this eternal separation from God, a place called hell. You don't want to go there. So the Bible says that, that what we earn from our sin is a judgment called hell. But it also says that there's this free gift of God, the free gift of God, which is eternal life that is given to us through Jesus Christ our Lord. Why is that? Well, remember, the problem is our sin, and sin brings death. But now look at this exciting verse from the book of 1 Peter chapter 3. For Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. This is good news, because the bad news is there's a punishment for sin, and I've sinned. There's a punishment for sin, and you've sinned. There's a punishment for sin, and all have sinned and fall short. And all of us are in trouble. That means you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. We're all in trouble. But God sent a Savior, and that's what Jesus Christ is. You see, he's more than a teacher, a prophet, someone to tell us the way. He says, I am the way. I am the Savior. And that's the good news. It's got God, it's, Jesus sent, God sent Jesus to do much more than just tell us how to live our lives. Jesus came to be the way, the Savior. God didn't come send Jesus to tell us how we could save ourselves. He sent Jesus to save us. I often liken it to, uh, I'm out in a, you know, my, my boat's overturned out in the ocean. I'm 100 miles from shore. And a, and a, someone shows up with a, you know, and, and the guy on the boat doesn't tell me which way the shore is and, and a stroke to swim to make it there. He throws me a life raft, says, grab on, I'll pull you in. Jesus is our life preserver. He's the one who can pull us in. He came to rescue us. Well, how does he do this? Remember the wages of sin is death. Christ died for our sins. It's a substitute. He, he came to bear our sins. He went to the cross, died on the cross as the substitute for us. See, folks, you got to realize you deserve to be on that cross. I deserve to be on that cross. You and I deserve the judgment of God. We deserve the punishment of God. We were the ones who sinned. Jesus never, ever, ever, ever sinned. It's hard to believe, but he didn't. He was the perfect sacrifice because he never sinned. He died. He could die for our sins, and he offered himself as the punishment, the judgment, to bear the judgment in our place. It's like when Christ was on the cross, he was there with our sin, bearing our judgment in our place for our good. And God accepts what Jesus did as the judgment for us. God accepts. This is an exciting thing. You and I can't do it on our own. We've sinned. We've fallen short. We've failed. There's a punishment. Jesus bore the punishment, and God accepts that. God accepts that as the punishment for what we've done. Well, the story doesn't end with Christ on the cross, Christ dying for our sins. And, and it's like, again, I just want to say this. It's like God took all of your sins lifted him up off of you, and he placed him on Jesus Christ. And then he judged Jesus so that you wouldn't be. That's glorious. That's awesome. Why would he do that? Well, he does it because he loves us. 
And now our sins have been fully paid for by Christ, by a God who loves us, a God who stays just and righteous. He said the sins, punishment of sin is death. There was a death. For my sins, there was a death, but it wasn't mine. It was Jesus. There was a death for your sins, but it need not be you. It can be Jesus. Paul says this, and as the apostle Paul, he's writing, he said, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received from God, that Christ died for sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. This is of first importance. More important than how you live, your morality, how you failed, what's of first importance, Christ died for our sins. That's the promise. Christ died for our sins. Nothing else is more important. You want to how to get to God? Christ died for your sins. He was buried, and then he was raised from the dead. As we said earlier, no one else has ever done this. The resurrection from the dead, this is a miracle. But it's God the Father putting his stamp of approval upon Jesus, saying, yes, he is who he said he is. He did what he promised to do. He is the Savior, and he is the Lord of all. And so he's, he, he can save you. And if he hasn't yet, he can't. How? Well, Scripture is real simple. It says, Jesus came to his own, his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. Even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of man, or the flesh, nor of the will of man, but were born of God. We receive Jesus through simple faith. What's it says? He, he came to his own. He gave the right to become the children of God. So he's received him, even to those who believed in his name. We receive him by believing him. You've heard the message now of Jesus, what he, he came to save you. He's the son of God, the Messiah, the Christ. He gave his life for you, died for you, and rose again. You can, you, you can reject that and say, no, I'm, I'm fine on my own. I don't need him. I don't want him. You can reject him. You can ignore it and say, eh, maybe someday, but not now. But if you're wise and smart, you'll receive him. You'll say, yes, I receive. I believe Jesus in you. I believe you are who you said you are, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins, and I believe you rose from the dead. And if so, I would encourage you to confess that right now. This I, we do that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord, the Bible says, and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Why don't you pray with me right now? If you'd like to even pray out loud or whisper, whatever you want to do, but I encourage you to say this, and let me lead you in a prayer. You can repeat right after me, okay? Oh, Father, I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I believe he is the Savior of the world. I believe, Jesus, that you are the Son of God. I believe, Jesus, that you died for my sins, and I confess I've done things I wish I'd never done. I've done things I'm ashamed of. I've done things I hope I never do again, and I ask you to forgive me. Jesus, I believe you died for these sins, and I believe in doing so you paid, you bore the punishment for what I deserved. And I believe you rose from the dead. And I ask you to live in my life, forgive my sins, and I ask you to make me the person you want me to be as I follow you now. 
I believe in you. And I thank you for hearing my prayer. And I thank you for loving me. Amen. And amen. Hey, if this is the first time you've ever done that, I encourage you, share that with someone. Find a Christian. Get involved in a church. Get, begin reading the Word. Come here day after day. We get in the Word of God here every day. Read the Bible. You'll grow in your faith because this is the beginning of a new life. That's what this is. When Jesus said he's the way, it doesn't mean someday way off now. It means this new life starts now. And so that's exciting. We believe that, that if you really sincerely pray that with us, that you had a spiritual rebirth. You came to God in a way you never have before. And now you, there's a relationship that's just beginning. Kind of like when you get married, you don't go to the altar and say, I do, and then go live your separate life. Now you've got a new relationship in that marriage, and we believe you got a new relationship with Christ. I've been following Christ for over 50 years. It's the greatest thing in life. It's what life is all about, and we believe that's the case for you. If you've already believed this, share this video with somebody else who needs to hear it. We all need Jesus. Everybody does. Maybe there's someone you know who needs to hear today's message. If so, share it with them. God bless you. I love you. So glad to have you along, and we'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye-bye.